Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Emmanuel Iren, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. All right. So, uh, we're getting right into the word right away. Please open your Bibles, Isaiah chapter 30, Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21. All right, open your Bibles, Isaiah 30, 21. Read together, one, two, go. Do you still remember how to open your Bibles? Are you in Isaiah 30, 21? Read together now, one, two, go. I want you to read it again and personalize it. Say, my ears shall hear a word behind me. Saying, and I walk in it. Hallelujah. Say, when I turn to the right or whenever I turn to the left. Hallelujah. Listen, this is a prophetic word. A timely word. You know, many people will always say, the word in Celebration Church is always timely. And this is what God is saying to you. You will hear his voice telling you, this is the way. Walk in it. Hallelujah. You see, amongst many things, the Bible is a book of prophetic precision. In the word of God, we realize that the future doesn't have to be a mystery. God can reveal his template for for individuals and for a group of people ahead of time. And the Bible is replete with examples of that. Of people who heard God's voice. And people who went into rooms for the first time to realize that they had been there before, if you know what I mean. I want to give you one very important example. The Bible says that God said to Abram, he said, leave your country, leave your kindred, go to a place that I will show you. And that's where Google Maps started. And so this guy left not knowing where he was going. And he found himself in a certain place. And the Bible tells us the story in Genesis chapter 15, verse 3, from verse 13. Genesis 15, from verse 13. It says, Then God said to Abram, Know certainly that your descendants. So now, Abram is receiving a prophetic word about his descendants. Oh, glory to God. Know certainly that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs and will serve them and they will afflict them 400 years. And also the nation whom they will serve I will judge. Afterward they would come out with great possessions. Now as for you, you shall go to your fathers in peace. You shall be buried at a good old age. So he knew he was going to die old. Are you with me? You shall be buried at a good old age. But in the fourth generation, they shall return here. They shall return where? So, guess where Abram was at the time? He was at the promised land. 
God took Abram to the promised land as a stranger. And he gave him a template for the next about a thousand years. He said, your descendants will be strangers in the land. I will judge their land, bring them out with great possession. Yeah, they're going to go through the wilderness for many years. But then I will bring them here. Just imagine that. That all the drama is going to end right where you are. Talk about prophetic accuracy. And so, the, the story went thus. Abram had a son named Isaac. Isaac had two sons, Jacob and Esau. Jacob had 12. One of them was Joseph. Joseph was sold into slavery. Of course, you know the stories are longer than this. He was sold into slavery, found himself in Potiphar's house, from Potiphar's house to the prison, from prison he became prime minister, brought his family to join him because of the famine. His family began to multiply. The Egyptians became jealous, made them slaves. And made them suffer for 600 years. You all are slow. 400 actually. I just said that to get your attention. For 400 years. And according to the word of the Lord. God brought them out. Through a deliverer that he made to arise. Named Moses. Alright. Long story short. They ended right where God said they would end. And what I just told you is the summary of the greater part of the book of Genesis, the whole of Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and Joshua. All those books were fulfillment of the single prophecy that God gave in Genesis 15 13. Can you see that? That all the drama, all those stories were a fulfillment of something that God had accurately told Abraham. What do you think about that? What would your life be like if you knew where God will have you in the next 10 years, in the next 20 years, in the next 30 years? To know what to do, with whom it must be done, where it must be done. Well, that's why we're here. Again, the text says, you will hear a voice behind you. I dare say because the voice is from within you now, within you. Saying, this is the way. Walk in it. Say loud, amen. amen. So God's word to you this morning is simple. Or this afternoon. <laughs> it's simply this. If you are in a dilemma, he can lead you. In a career fix, he can lead you. Oh, Lord, three guys are asking me out. Which one of them am I to date? He will lead you. Maybe it's none of them. Maybe it's one of them. He will lead you. But I want you to receive it with your heart that by the end of this month, every dilemma will be exchanged with accuracy and clarity. Say loud, amen. amen. That's God's word for this local assembly this month. And so the theme of the service is whisper. Discerning the voice of God. Whisper. I'm going to teach on this throughout this month. Discerning the voice of God. What I'm about to share with you is the biggest blessing of my life. If anyone should ask me, oh, what's the biggest blessing of your life? Some might think about a couple of things that may not exactly be far from the truth. But for me, if you ask me without thinking, without going and coming back, I will tell you it's what I call supernatural leadership. The ability to know where God would have me per time. 
you know, I can tell you with all sense of humility and trembling that everything God will have me do now, I'm either already doing or about to begin to do. It takes a lot of guts to say that. But that has been my life for many years. And that's supposed to be our life. Hallelujah. As a 200 level student, I already knew what I was going to be doing with my life for the next 60 years. I knew. And so when I graduated from the university, I, 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 that fear of the unknown was not there. I knew. I knew without an iota of doubt. And I'm telling you confidently, you ought to know. Of course, there, there's, there's still the element of divine surprise. Just a few things. You don't really know how it will pan out. God just tells um, Joseph, you're going to be a ruler. <laughs> if you tell him all that it will take to get there. But long, and, long story short, Joseph knew where God was leading him. And he ought to know too. Say loud amen. amen. I want to make you say this as many times as possible because it's a prophetic service. Say that with me again. Say that's my life. <laughs> Hallelujah. So you must embrace it as your life, as your destiny. It's for you. You see, there are some topics when people hear, you know, okay, this is what we're talking about. They just disengage themselves secretly and quietly in their minds because they've relegated topics like this to some deep people. Oh, that's deep hearing from God. I'm not really that kind of guy hearing from God. Has it ever happened to you? Maybe you were talking to Christians, not just people in your office, not random folks. And you said, oh, God told me. And you see the reaction on their face. They're surprised. And they're trying to check. Are you sure God really told you? How do you know? Some people, they're just reacting, oh, you're a show off. I'm talking about Christians. I'm saying this because no matter how powerful a sermon is, no matter who preaches the sermon, even if Jesus preached the sermon himself, if you place a limit on your spiritual experience and you think that you cannot hear God, guess what? You can as well just go home now. But I'm here to tell you this. There are many approaches to a sermon like this. I can tell you theologically, you know, the Greek words for hearing from God and all of that. But I just want to tell you simply this. God loves you. He cares about you. He has a plan for your life. And he's willing and ready to reveal it to you. He will. He will. And it all begins with you embracing the fact that it's his plan. Say loud, amen. amen. So let go of that secret, deep-seated limitation. You're not too cool to hear God's voice. <laughs> All right? And your past is not so horrible that it has disqualified you from divine leading in your future. Say loud amen, somebody. You know, I would usually end sermons with confessions, but I think this is a good place to cheap one in. Are you ready to confess the word of God with me today? Say with me, I discern and I execute God's plan for my life. I refuse to walk in confusion. The secrets of my future have been brought into my present. 
places to go, things to do, with whom they must be done, all revealed by the Lord. By the leading of God, I continue to prosper. Hallelujah. Do you believe that? Glory to God. I mean, you can't belong to a church like this and not believe, believe in divine leading. You can't belong to a church like this and not actively expect it. Just December last year, we were here at our end of year camp meeting. Do you remember what the theme was? Remind me. The new normal. And we were sharing from God's word how that God's new normal for us is a naturally supernatural life. And then two months after, the pandemic broke out in all the world and that phrase became the most popular phrase in the world. But think about it, the Lord had already positioned you in his word. So when you were hearing new normal, because of the way we had bombarded you with scriptures, you were hearing something else. You knew their definition of new normal is not your own normal. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, I want you to lay aside every preconceived notion that edges you out of a topic like this. And let's get to the word and study what God has to say about hearing his voice. Let me tell you this. As a Bible student, one key requirement for Bible learning is the humility to unlearn. Not just to learn, but to unlearn. So when you're reading the Word of God, you will discover some things that are popular even in church, but are not consistent with God's Word. And let me tell you this, in my experience of teaching on hearing from God over the years, one major hindrance that people have is preconceived notion on what it means to hear God's voice, how to hear God's voice, how God speaks. A lot of preconceived notion. Who can hear God's voice? If you take this challenge and you open your Bible as if no one has ever taught you on hearing from God, you will discover a lot of interesting things. The first major thing you will discover is that the Bible presupposes that all men can hear God. Oh my goodness. It's like, are you at home or you're here? It's like you're watching online. Did you hear what I said? The Bible presupposes that all of us can hear from God. And so you don't see steps to hearing God's voice in the Bible. You don't see that. From the first page, you just see God made, said, let it be light, let it be this, let it be that, let it be that. And he made man and he said to man, be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth. And you were not told that man had finished discipleship school or completed baptismal class or any other class that many churches have today. From day one, God spoke to him and he heard. Guess what? God told him, do not eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And he heard it. Guess what? He ate it. And after eating it, God spoke to him and he still heard. Are you with me? God said, Adam. He says, sir. 
He said, where are you? He said, I heard your voice. I was afraid and I hid myself. He said, who told you? Who told you you are naked? He still heard God. Eve still heard God. And now you're thinking, Adam, ah, maybe there was a mystery behind it. Maybe he had a prayer life we didn't know about. What about Abimelech? Abimelech took um, a woman that was not his because, you know, Abraham had lied that she was just his sister. And innocently, the man took the lady, planning to marry her. And in the dream of the night, it was revealed to him that the woman was married. Are you with me? Are you with me? Are you with me? Now, you as a believer with the Holy Ghost, you're seeking the leading of God as it pertains to marital decision, and you think God's not going to lead you? Newsflash, Abimelech. Abimelech. Are you with me? Abimelech. He dreamt. And in that dream, he discovered things supernaturally about the lady he had been seeing. If you get this, you can go home. Ah, you must embrace it. So, when you study the Bible objectively, and you see all that the Bible has to say about hearing from God, your question will not be how. What do you mean how? How? How do I hear God? Your question will be why not? Why not? If he can hear God, if he can hear God, if he can hear God, why not? Guess what? Cain heard God. Cain, the first man to kill another man. And after he killed someone, God spoke and he heard. <laughs> Even had the audacity to say, am I, my, am I my brother's keeper? God is kind. Just imagine you're God and someone replies to you like that. You, you just Thanos him, like. It won't be ashes, it'll be something creative. Like, like a goosey or something. <laughs> Don't mind me, my mind. <laughs> Thank God we're not God. Hallelujah. But, but do you get what we're saying here? So, your question will be, why not? Why, why wouldn't I hear God? It's normal. It's normal. We, God can speak to me. I don't want to delve into my sermon for next week. You have to come. You're going to be so blessed. Get ready, all right? But the... F <sighs> mm. Thank you, Jesus. So stop asking how. And for today, let's dwell on the why not. If all I can do today is to stir in you the appetite to hear from God. And also to reveal to you the fact that in fact you can. That will be good enough. It will be good enough. I have a couple of interesting stories. I will share two of them with you. In the watch night service of 2014, we were at um, Silverbird Cinemas. That's where we had service. Ikeja City Mall, not too far from here. And 
just before midnight, at about that time, maybe some minutes before then, my wife went to the loo and she saw someone there, a cleaner, and my wife said, ah, everybody is in church at this time, even bad boys are entering church at this time, just to shout with everybody and go back to the club. What are you doing here? And she said, what will I go to church for? God has not been good to me. And she said, I've been bleeding throughout this year. Throughout this year. What am I going to thank God for? And my wife persuaded her, just come. And so she came into church. My wife was looking forward to coming to tell me, oh, there's someone I want you to pray for. But by the time she came in, I was already preaching. And so this lady was in church for the first time. Moments into the sermon, I got a word of knowledge. And I said, there is a lady here. You've been bleeding. And the Lord is asking me to tell you that you have been healed. She was healed on the spot. In fact, I remember specifically, there were two other people who had that issue. One was a guy that I know very well. You know, they received that word. Three people were healed that same moment. You know, and so when, when I gave that, just imagine... You bring someone to church and you were thinking, oh, I wish I could tell pastor. And next moment, he says it in a word of knowledge. My wife said, ah, this man is a man of God. Let me tell you something. If your wife believes you are a man of God, chances are that you are. <laughs> because she sees parts of you that no one else sees. Hallelujah. See, not a lady, this one happened just last month in Port Harcourt, she had sent me a DM saying, Pastor, pray for me. I have heart problems. Well, I receive a lot of DMs, you know, and I can't re reply all of them, especially the high gang, you know, high. <laughs> if you're here and you're in that WhatsApp group, hear the voice of God <laughs> and repent. Otherwise, <laughs> I'm just playing, I'm just playing, I'm just playing, you know. Anyways, you know, so I didn't see it. Guess what? Months passed, we went to Port Harcourt to plant a church. That's her city. Inaugural service, she was there. Months ago, she had sent me a message I did not see. And then during the service, I just come down and I say, the Lord says there's someone to my left. You have heart conditions. Imagine. And then she's healed. And so she sends me um, a testimony, you know, to say she had been healed. This time around, I happen to check. As I'm about to just reply and say, oh, praise God, I'm, I rejoice with you. I scroll up and, and I see that months before she had sent a prayer request. And I'm like, oh my goodness, what, what, what do you think about God? You know what I'm doing? I'm stirring up your heart to receive possibilities in God. Stirring up your appetite so that you know this is who I am. So that's my life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. See, I have hearing ears. I hear. I discern in the realm of the spirit. Say, I'm aware. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So you, you have to embrace it as your life. 
Declare it as your life. Let me tell you this. This month, many of you will have accurate visions. Maybe for the first time, maybe for the second time, but this time around, the visions are coming to stay. For the time will come that as you pray and as you close your eyes, as if there was a screen behind your eyelids, you will have insights into the future. Things to do, places to go, accurate leadings by the Spirit. In the name of Jesus, some of you is going to be by the dream of the night. All right. The Lord is bringing Allah bringing the future into your present by prophetic gifts in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You know what? Pray in the Spirit for 20 seconds. Pray in the Holy Ghost. 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 Thank you, Lord. 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 In Jesus' mighty name. Whilst we're at it, let every sick in this place be healed right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. From the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. Be healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. All right, what I want to do now is very simple. I want to give you 20 seconds to receive. 20 seconds to receive. Thank you, Jesus. So what you're going to do in the next 20 seconds is just to be conscious of the power of God touching you right now. That's all. Of the power of God touching you right now. Glory to your name. Thank you, Father. <laughs> Glory to your name. It's done in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, let me finish this. Pay attention to this. So, um, here is what you need to know. I said, all you need for now is to be stead with the possibilities as it pertains to spiritual discernment, to know that you can hear God. Many are preoccupied with the technicalities. How do I position myself mechanically? How do I tilt my ear, raise one leg up? Or maybe I should go to a high-rise building? Oh, yes, Lord, the reception is clear now. It doesn't work that way. James taught something very important. He described who a doer of the word of God is. He says a doer is someone who beholds his natural face in the mirror. And when he turns away, he recollects what he saw in that mirror. So doing is not in execution, but first and foremost in recollection. In the natural realm, we know you are a doer when you execute. In the realm of the kingdom, if you recollect, is as good as done. So if you leave this service just with the consciousness, ah, is God now? If God wants to talk to me, is he not all powerful? Yes, sir. If God wants to talk to me, he can. 
and guess what he wants to talk to me and so I refuse to be stranded if you just embrace that conviction your life's gonna change that's all I'm saying because many times in the realm of the spirit all you need is a stare to let you see oh you can do it you, you, in the realm of the spirit your eyes are not for mere information this is even true naturally our eyes control our appetites have you seen food even on TV maybe an advert and you felt hungry before your eyes control your appetite and so by the time I begin to show you in the Word of God that this is who you are your appetite rises and in the realm of the spirit receiving a conviction makes it as good as done just by believing in the why not as it pertains to spiritual discernment your life's going to change hallelujah just in case you're still wondering let me give you a practical example the Bible tells us how Saul found himself in the company of prophets he had never read any book on prophesying but just in the company of prophets he prophesied do you understand what I'm saying so in our in, in the realm of the spirit we don't really learn by schooling okay you do like this you do like that you know the possibilities of God demonstrated in someone else can stir it up in you so you are like Peter you are a fisherman the water is your office you go there every day you know everything about water you know everything about fish you know shallow end deep end everything but it never occurred to you that you can walk on water but the day you saw someone who do it you're like ah oh, Jesus is that you and he says I'm the one so if it's you ask me to come if you put yourself in an environment of inspiration your life will change that's what I'm telling you so just the fact that we have planned to bombard you with sermons and examples on hearing God's voice is going to make the difference this month this I can guarantee you I'll give you one remarkable example then I end this are you still here the Bible tells us Elizabeth had been believing for the fruit of the womb many years had passed and then the time came her husband was in the temple serving and he saw an angel and the angel told him you're gonna your wife is gonna be with child and according to prophecy she took him but maybe if you trace her genealogy she is the ancestor of Africans because she acted a lot like us when she got pregnant she didn't tell anyone she kept it a secret but months after Mary who was related to her also had an encounter and an angel appeared to her and said oh you're going to be with child and Elizabeth also is pregnant I can imagine what was going through Mary's mind she must have gone oh sly Lizzie ah! you didn't tell me ah now I know you know so after that encounter Mary packed her bags was going to Elizabeth's house I can imagine what was on her mind that when I knock when she knocks she will say ah I don't catch you there's something you have not told me and Elizabeth will be like what's that you're pregnant and she'll be like ah 
how do you know? Something like that. Maybe that's how she rehearsed it in her mind. But that's not how it worked. She might have planned, oh, not only do I know you're pregnant, guess what, I'm pregnant too. Elizabeth will go, it's a lie. You know how ladies do it? You, captain of celibacy on Twitter, how are you pregnant? Hmm, you're not going to believe. Try me. Uh, the Holy Ghost, holy what? I mean, how would Elizabeth have believed? But the Bible says, as soon as Mary knocked her door, and Elizabeth said, who is it? And Mary responded, I'm the one. The baby in Elizabeth's womb did a somersault. Elizabeth was filled to the spirit and began to prophesy. And in the middle of the prophecy, she said this. She said, who am I that the mother of my Lord will come and visit? So Mary knew supernaturally that Elizabeth was pregnant. Elizabeth knew supernaturally that Mary was pregnant. <laughs> so let me ask you, have those days passed? Those days, is, is that your life? Your life will explain divine guidance to the world. You missed a good place to receive this prophecy. I said your life will explain divine guidance to the world. Aye. Ah. People will look at your choices and say, ah, you know something. You know something. You know something. How did you know? Look at your decisions and go, wow, how did you know? Your life, the choices of your life. From today, you will always make the right choice the first time. You don't have to stumble so many times holding on to the scripture, the righteous fall seven times and rise again. That's your perspective in business. <laughs> Even though it was talking about, you know, in consecration. Hallelujah. We can argue the context. makes no difference. I'm telling you, you can get it right the first time. Say that's my life. I'll read one more text and then we close. Look at 3 John 2. I know you know it, but there is something powerful in reading a text out, especially collectively. 3 John 2. Are you there? Glory to God. All right, read it together. One, two, go. Said, beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and that you're in good health, even as your soul prospers. I, I read this to you for a very important reason. The Bible says that the spirit of a prophet is subject to a prophet. And so, no matter what God is capable of doing, if you limit the capacity of God in your life with your expectations, you're going to see very little. And this is what I'm saying. If you think that all God is concerned with as it pertains to your life is how many souls you have won. And even if you're struggling in your marriage, struggling in your finances, he doesn't care much. Guess what? You will prophesy, but all the prophecies you will receive are concerning the areas of your receptiveness. But when you realize he cares about every aspect of your life, and you see examples in the Bible. 
the Bible says in the early church, a prophet arose and signified by the Spirit that there was going to be a drought. So there was an economic downtime and they knew by prophecy and they prepared. Oh, they prepared. Go and listen to watch night service, the last watch night service. Listen to it well. The most unusual watch night service, you know, many people will say, this year is going to be your year. It's going to be this, it's going to be... And I said, this year, what will make the difference is alignment. Do you remember? Yes, I said, not everybody has to have a bad year. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So, this month, clarity in every aspect of your life. Every aspect of your life. The Lord speaks about everything. Something happened just yesterday. You know, I've been busy and you know how children, they're they are playful and you enjoy it, but it has limits. Sometimes you want to walk. And so my daughter came to me excited. You know, she was blowing something. And I was preparing for this service. So I said, oh, I'm busy. She said, okay, okay, okay. I went away. And the Lord spoke to me immediately. He said, do you know that you have been telling her you are busy too often lately? Now, the lady, is, the girl is a toddler. She, I'm almost certain that she felt the same way, but she's a toddler. Maybe she couldn't even express it. She can't come to me and say, daddy, you've been telling me you're busy lately. She can't articulate it that way. But the Lord told me, you will hear a voice behind you. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. You better receive this word. You will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Ha, <laughs> I know where to go. I'm not stranded. I'll never be stranded in my life. I'll never be stranded in my finances. I'll never be stranded in my ministry. I know where to go. He said, this is the way walking in it. I know which way to go. Hallelujah. Do you believe it this morning or this afternoon? My hands, they heal. My ears, they hear. My eyes, they see. Yet the Holy Ghost, sing it like you believe it. My hands. Stretch out your hands and say, My hands, they heal. My ears, they hear. And my eyes, I see in eyes. I function and descend. I always know what to do. My hands, they heal. My ears, they hear. And my eyes, My eyes, they see. <laughs> no more dilemma. My hands are healing hands. 
and my ears are hearing ears. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For inquiries, reach us on our helpline 0809 996 7000. Blessings.